When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you live on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you, as it is each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast, as we talk the beautiful game. I have had a week off. I uh, had a little, uh, I wouldn't say it was a vacation. Uh, I had some stuff I had to do, so I took a week off. I hope you uh, will forgive me for uh, bowing out this last week during such an exciting week in uh, football. So much to get to today. Today, I want to talk about Chelsea, Manchester City, the race for the top four. I think the bottom three is done and dusted at this point. We're talking about the Premier League, of course. Let's talk about an all-English Champions League final. Let's talk about 50% of the teams in the Europa League uh, final being uh, English as well. Uh, let's talk about the preeminence of British, uh, more likely, more specifically, English Premier League the football. Manchester United fans, the biggest bunch of complainers on the planet. Their shameful exploits last weekend resulting in the cancellation of the Man United-Liverpool match. I want to talk about that. Let's talk about their continuous belly aching and moaning. Uh, let's get to it. We're going to have a great, great show. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, that's a great place to reach out and get me. By the way, I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning SiriusXM app, we welcome you to the show. It is a privilege and a pleasure to have you with us. Just a reminder, if you miss any part of this show, you can always catch us on our podcast network. That is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network where we are happy to have you subscribe to the show and get a little uh, notification and a download every time we have a new show, which should be, you know, at least five times a week. So we try to do it that much. Uh, you know, obviously, we are live on uh, Sports Byline and Sirius, so we like to give you the live show as much as we can. All right, I'm going to get ready uh, to kick this off, step aside, take a break. So much to get to, as well as the continuing fallout from the European Super League debacle let's get to it all world soccer radio will be right back after this all right i welcome you back to world soccer radio you know uh sports are flying along are they not i mean the baseball season fully fully underway of course, we have a Champions League final. We have a Europa League final. We have three matches left in the Premier League, at least, to see who is going to make the top four. Although, 
the champions of the Premier League. Pretty much not in question, although not there mathematically yet. All sorts of great football going on, as well as uh, we've got baseball, of course, and uh, all the good stuff surrounding that. Look, if you are a betting man or woman and you love to spend a few bob on your sports betting, have a great time, kick your sports up a notch, there's no better place to do it right now than betonline.ag. Uh, they are your online sportsbook experts, and they have everything that you need to make a safe, and clever wager on your favorite sport. Head over to betonline.ag right now and get 50% sign-up bonus with your first deposit. That's a 50% sign-up bonus on your first deposit. You can do that by going to betonline.ag or do so on your mobile phone and make it happen. Your online sportsbook experts. Look, uh, I do like to tell you this every time. Sports betting is a great deal of fun. It kind of adds an extra flavor to watching the game. Because when you bet on sports, the game doesn't necessarily have to be uh, the team that you are following. However, just a caution, make sports betting part of your entertainment dollars and not part of your lifestyle. All right. Um, so, look, I think the issue here really very simply is uh, at this point, if we look back at what happened over the last weekend in the Premier League, uh, there were some surprises. And we do tend to get those sorts of surprises as we get later into, as we get into the sort of waning moments of the season. Uh, we're going to go through in the next segment, we're going to go through in detail the run-in for the remaining matches for those teams vying for the top four so that we can see, uh, try to make a value judgment about who you think is going to get that top four spot. The surprises, though, this weekend started on Friday when Newcastle United and Steve Bruce, the most uninspiring manager in football in the current uh, Premier League, uh, beat Leicester City, beat Brendan Rodgers' Leicester City, four goals to two at the KP. I have to tell you, this was an absolute shock. Now, if you've been following Leicester City over the years, you maybe wouldn't be that surprised because they, are, uh, they, they do sort of have these late-season swoons a little bit where they uh, lose a bit of momentum. Part of that is uh, they are injury-prone. And I don't mean injury-prone like their players are more likely to be injured than any other player. They don't have that deep of a squad. So they are prone to uh, being affected by injuries uh, much more, I think, than most of the other, or what we say typically are the quote-unquote big six. Although I suppose one can question just how big Arsenal are on that big six. Uh, uh, since they have uh, really uh, not done much of anything. And they did uh, blow out, by the way, in the uh, Europa League semifinals, but, but you know that already. So it started off on Friday with a shock loss at home by uh, Newcastle defeating Leicester City four goals to two. And that really blew open the, t the race for the top four. Then you had Liverpool beating Southampton, and that second goal came very late. I, I tell you, there were times they looked very, very shaky. We can do a post-mortem on the Liverpool season. It'll probably be a reasonable thing to do. Uh, but when, if we do that, we're going to talk about defensively being the issue. Uh, but Liverpool getting all three points against Southampton at Anfield. Not a very good Southampton team, I do have to say. And then I suppose the, the surprise result was at the Etihad, where Man City had an opportunity to actually uh, wrap up the title with Liverpool beating Southampton. 
they had an opportunity to wrap up the title in what was a preview of the Champions League final. And it turns out they got beat at home by Chelsea two goals to one. This is worth talking about because as a preview for the Champions League final, I think we're set up for a very exciting event. But certainly a surprise in that 2-1 victory, that three points that Chelsea got uh, from Man City at the Etihad, the fifth defeat of the, uh, of the season for Manchester City, uh, was a very, very important result. And I think gave Chelsea the breathing room that they need. Crystal Palace beating Sheffield United 2-0. No great surprise there. The other surprise was Bielsa's Leeds beating Spurs 3-1 at Ellen Road. And, you know, Leeds solidly 10th place, 9th place, looking really, really good. What a great job Bielsa's done. They need, to, they need to fatten up the squad a bit. And I think if they do, this is a team that we will be talking about, which, uh, in my opinion, is a really good thing because I'm, I'm a big fan of having Leeds United uh, in the Premier League. It was great to see them promoted and also great to see them get the string of results that they did this year because they played some great football, very attacking, fast-paced football, they sort of felt like they could beat anyone, and they took their licks when they got beaten, but they certainly had some surprise results and some really good results in there as well. Arsenal beating West Brom at the Emirates. I think they could breathe a sigh of relief. Uh, and then Everton beating West Ham United at the London Stadium is a result, along with the Leicester City uh, result, that has really made the race for fourth place extremely interesting again we're going to go down it in detail in the next segment but as we preview or not preview as we review these results from the weekend you'll see what i mean united <clears throat> beating aston villa three goals to one at villa park and finally wolverhampton wanderers beating brighton two uh, one at molyneux so those are your results over the weekend and it does set up a very very interesting table right now where fourth place is being contended leicester city in <coughs> excuse me wow leicester city 63 points uh west ham 58 liverpool 57 tottenham 56 although tottenham are a bit of a disaster liverpool have not actually lost a match since march the 7th so they have sort of righted the ship although i i won't say they're winning with any sort of aplomb although you know we're not talking about the champions league obviously this is talking about the Premier League but they are currently uh six points behind Leicester City uh, with a game in hand which means if they win that game in hand that is a game against Man United which is their next match I might add and that is coming up Thursday if they win that match and that's a big if then they'll be only three points behind Leicester City and then we will take a look at the run-in uh West Ham United have a fairly easy run against Brighton away on Saturday uh, but Leicester City also have a very difficult home match. And I want to say it's on Tuesday. It's tomorrow. Uh, Leicester City are going to be playing Man United. And I'm not sure they're going to win this game. So lots to get to. If Leicester City lose that match, this top four race is wide open. And I could potentially see Leicester City dropping out of the top four. The question then becomes who drops in? It wouldn't be the first time. And, you know, Leicester City, I think, have had a very good season. Brendan Rodgers has done a terrific job. But they do need to put some more depth on that squad, I think, if they want to be able to survive the full rigors of a 38-game 
season plus uh, whatever European football they play, whether it's Champions League, whether it's uh, Europa League. Uh, it puts, and then of course all the cup competitions, it puts a huge, huge pressure uh, on on them. Uh, so that's what I want to look, that's what we should be talking about and we will talk about. Of course, we still have an FA Cup final to get to. Uh, we're going to discuss that a little bit. That's coming up. That's going to be on Saturday. That's at Chelsea playing Leicester City. So, so much to get to. Uh, don't go anywhere because I promise you I'm going to cover everything with you here on World Soccer Radio. I'd love to know what you have to say. Find me on Twitter. That's at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, drop me a note. Let me know. Who do you think is going to make the top four? Uh, love to know what your predictions are uh, for that. Okay, just a reminder, each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. That's where you will find me, as well as iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, the American Forces Network, and, of course, our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, a podcast network. Uh, when we come back, I'm also going to tell you about something I'm going to be doing June 12th. Encourage you to participate. Don't go anywhere. World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Be right back after this. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you. Lots to get to last weekend. I'm not talking about the weekend that just wrapped. I'm talking about last weekend in the Premier League. I did take the week off, so I've uh, got a couple of weeks to talk to you about here. Um, a shocking scene as angry fans breached the security perimeter of Old Trafford not once, but twice, had a mini-riot, threw bottles at police, all in protest of the Glazers, the owners of Manchester United, which was spurred on, in part, and I'm going to talk about this in a second, by United's decision to be a uh, sort of founding member, so to speak, of the European Super League, uh, a, a set of plans that uh, subsequently have been scuttled, uh, costing the head of one Ed Woodward along the way. Now, one of the things that always strikes me when uh, I hear about this and the sort of the virulent madness and uh, uh, madness is not probably the word, uh, shall we say, uh, disgruntledness and um, uh, of Manchester United fans, I'm, I'm trying to think of a better word, but I'm having trouble coming up with one, um, is the fact that, you know, the, the United fans have not liked Gla the Glazer family as owners for uh, since the moment that they took over uh, in, when was it, 2005, 2006. And the reason that they supposedly don't like the Glazers is because they're meanies and they, uh, you know, and they, they bought the club with a lot of debt and uh, they're in it to make money. And, um, you know, the, the, the best, uh, the, the club is not in a sound footing and it's in debt and it's going to go bankrupt and this, that and the other and one excuse after another. 
And I, I know I'm sounding very dismissive of the fans' dislike and distrust of the Glazers. But this is not the first time that Manchester United fans have tried to exercise and execute their power over ownership of the club. It doesn't take... I mean, you can almost go back to the founding of the club, and we will all agree it was founded as a community club back in the great old days, and, you know, all of that wonderful stuff, which is, by the way, absolutely true. I mean, if you go back into the history of Manchester United... Uh, it was originally front funded by the Lancashire and Yorkshire Railway Company. But what I mean, you're talking before even I was born. When was that? Like in the 1890s, right? I'm not a Man United fan, so uh, you'll excuse me if I don't remember the exact day that the club was, uh, the exact year that the club was founded. 1892, I think. There you go. Thank you for reminding me, guys. Appreciate it. But once again... Since its founding, this club has had ownership issues. In 1902, a bunch of businessmen put money in the club to save it from bankruptcy, including a guy named John Henry Davis, who would be the future president of the club until about 1927, when he died, and yet again the club was in bankruptcy again. It was taken over by a family called the Gibson family, all the way through the Munich air disaster when Lewis Edwards, who was a friend of Matt Busby, started buying shares in the club. And he took control in the mid-60s. When Lillian Gibson, the wife of the original, one of the, one of the original owners that I mentioned to you before, James Gibson, who took control of it in 1931, died... He sold his shares to Martin Edwards. So now the Edwards family were the chairman and the owners of Manchester United. And then, all of a sudden, Robert Maxwell tries to buy him. And you know who Robert Maxwell is. He is the father, the media tycoon, the disgraced media tycoon, ran a huge Ponzi scheme, by the way. Ghislaine Maxwell, and I saw you see her. She's, uh, uh, she is associated with, uh, this was Jeff Jeffrey Epstein's um, fixer, apparently. This is the lady that's now in jail, supposedly herself molested a bunch of young girls. That's uh, Robert Maxwell's daughter. He tried to buy the club in 1984, but he didn't want, he didn't, was unable to meet the asking price of the Edwards. And they tried to sell it a number of times. And finally, in 1991, they floated the club on the stock exchange, raising a... Uh, whopping 6.7 million pounds. Not a lot of money. But then in 1998, Rupert Murdoch and B Sky B try to take over the club and the fans go apoplectic. You know why? Because what these fans loved was to have a share that they could buy and stick it on their wall and say, I own Manchester United. But the club has been in and out of bankruptcy three or four times. It's had, you know, shaky ownership. Uh, uh, Sky Broadcasting comes in, wants to buy the club. 
and all of a sudden the fans unite against him. Shareholders united against Murdoch, which then turned into the Manchester United Supporters Trust. They said, buy shares, stop Murdoch from buying us. In the end, the United Board accepted a Murdoch offer for £623 million. Now, I want to just bring this up to you for a second. The, 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 the club went public for £6.7 million. As it gets into the modern era, it needs cash, and it's going to go sell to Sky for £600 million. And then all of a sudden, the supporters get all up in arms. Anyway, it turns out it didn't uh, pass the... Uh, mergers and acquisitions test and then if you remember there was a huge power struggle between Alex Ferguson and the two majority shareholders of the club John Manier and JP McManus who were horse owners along with Alex Ferguson and they had a huge argument about horse sperm uh, for breeding for Rock of Gibraltar who was you know prize racehorse and uh, the two owners wanted to get rid of Alex Ferguson and, uh, and, and so Man United once again thrown into turmoil because the fans wouldn't let Sky take over. Finally, the Glazers come in and pick up the club. They bought 28.7%. Uh, they bought McManus and Magnier's uh, shares of the club. They got controlling interest, and then they took the club public, uh, although they are still the majority shareholders. So that's where we are. Now, you ask yourself, okay, fine. You ask yourself, why are the fans upset? Well, all this debt, the club's going to go downhill, the club's going to explode, it's going to go bankrupt yet again for the 19th time and this, that, and the other. Well, let me tell you, since the Glazers, and I'm no fan of the Glazers, by the way, I'm just a fan of reality. Since the Glazers took over, United have won the Premier League five times. They've won the League Cup four times. They've won the FA Cup. They've won the Champions League. They've won the Europa League. They've won the World Club Cup. And they've done three doubles along the way. Now, I don't know what you want of your owner, but I do know what you want of your club. You want your club to win trophies. And yes, we all agree. Since Alex Ferguson retired in 2012, in 2013, the last year they won the Premier League, it's been tough. It's always tough, folks. Every time you get rid of a legendary manager whose imprint is top to bottom in the club, any time they retire, you're going to go through this turmoil, this growth, this change. But the fact that this club since Alex Ferguson retired, has won an FA Cup, has won a League Cup, has won a Europa League, and is in line to win another Europa League. They have a final coming up, and is going to finish second in the Premier League under a former legend, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who you know, played under Alex Ferguson. W what exactly is your problem? You know, the Glazers were not the only ones to make a tactical error in wanting to join the European Super League. Fenway Sports Group did. Roman Abramovich did. Stan Kroenke did. Sheikh Djibouti did at Manchester City. I mean, you know, they're not alone. Daniel Levy did at Tottenham. 
But you don't see their fans breaking into the stadium and, uh, and screwing up their season and cancelling games and throwing rocks and bottles at police. Five titles, an FA Cup, four League Cups, a Champions League, a Europa League, possibly two, a World Club Cup, all of that under this owner who you supposedly hate and cannot stand and want to run out of town, tarred and feather on a rail. And you didn't like Murdoch when he tried to buy it either. Listen, this is just nonsense. You have to accept the fact this is not your club anymore. It will always be, quote-unquote, your club. You're the fans. You're the person that it, that, that it uh, caters to. But the running of the club is out of your hands. Unless there's one guy in that club, in the, in the, in the fan zone, that's going to pony up the billions of dollars needed to buy the club these are your owners. It's like telling daddy that you want money to go buy a new car. And when daddy gives you the money to buy a new car, you run off and buy the new car. And then you complain that daddy had to borrow the money for it. But it's a beautiful car. I'm sick and tired of that. Constant belly aching. It's enough. Get over it. Welcome to the modern world. All right. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nicky. But what do you think? Are you tired of Man United fans belly aching? Let me know. Twitter, at Nagiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back after this. Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. June the 12th, folks. June the 12th. I am pleased to tell you I will be the host of the Ed Asner Celebrity Poker Tournament on June the 12th. Now, why are you telling me Nick, this, Nick? I want to talk about the Premier League. And yeah, I know you do. By the way, we are presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Why am I telling you this? Well, I'm telling you this because... The Ed Asner Family Center is a fabulous, fabulous uh, uh, facility. It's in Los Angeles. It, it caters to uh, special needs children and their families and special need people. And it provides uh, therapy and support through the arts. It's an absolutely wonderful, wonderful charity and cause. And every year we have a fabulous poker tournament where you get to play with the world's top celebrities. Now, look, uh, it used to be you had to fly to L.A. and you had to buy a very expensive ticket and all this stuff and the other. But since COVID, they have been doing this virtually. Last year was one way. This year, some brand new technology, uh, the Poker 501 platform, where you actually can play poker online without leaving your house. You can give to the cause. You can play poker online with some of the biggest celebrities in the business you know you heard it the biggest celebrities in the business last year i was hanging out with jack black uh this year the list is uh really uh pretty incredible and if you want to know who it is so far i'm going to tell you just because uh i can uh so there you go so let's have a look i'll open up the little press release here and it will tell me uh, just who is uh, coming along um at some point Let's see. Uh, what do we have to do here to get this thing done? 
Oh, I can't open that. So I'll tell you next time. But look, do me a favor. Head over to the Ed Asner Family Center online, teafc.org, and um, check it out. It's very inexpensive to participate, and uh, you'll get to play at a virtual poker table with big celebrities and um, actually talk to them and interact with them and see them, and they can see you. Lots of fun. All right, I'll let you know about this more as we go along. Let's get to the Premier League, though. And by the way, in case you're wondering, uh, no, that was not a read. I'm literally kind of spewing what's in my head because I'm hosting that event, so uh, I am in regular communication with uh, the fine people at the Ed Asner Family Center. Okay, let's get back to it, shall we? Premier League football, the race for the final four. Fulham done and dusted, whomped by Burnley, of all people, by the way. Today, Monday. The top four, Man City with 80 points, 35 matches. United, 34 matches, 70 points. Chelsea, 35 matches, 64 points. Leicester City, 35 matches, 63 points. West Ham United, 35 matches, 58 points. And Liverpool, 34 matches and 57 points. And Spurs, 35 matches and 56 points. Those would be your, your, <clears throat> your real top four contenders. Now, don't quite count out West Ham United. Uh, pardon me. Don't quite count out Everton because they've only played 34 matches and they have 54 points. So if they were to pick up uh, that extra game in hand, they would have 59 points, which would take them... 58 points, excuse me, I'm really bad, which would take them above Liverpool. Liverpool's game in hand, though, is against Manchester United. It's coming up this Thursday. It's a very, very big match. But why don't we take a look at who's got left, what the matches that people have left, and let's see how they are shaping up, shall we? Uh, let's start because Man City going to win the title barring some absolutely amazing turnaround. Shocking uh, crash the last few matches from from City and United are going to have to have go on a, an absolute bender, but it's not going to happen. Mathematically, they're not yet champions. They will be very soon. We know Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield, they're done and dusted. United, they beat Villa over the weekend. So they are definitely locked into the top four. There's no doubt United are going to fall out of that. They are there to stay. But there's six other clubs that mathematically could still make it into the top four. So let's start with Chelsea, who's been in a great run of form recently, reaching the final of the Europa League. The, uh, pardon me, the final of the Champions League. They're also in the final of the FA Cup against Leicester City. Uh, it's going to be a, 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 a fabulous match. Uh, they have in their last six matches, they have won everything except for one, which was a draw. They don't have too many, too many injuries. They've got Andreas Christensen has a hamstring injury. Mateo Kovacic has a thigh injury. Uh, but this is what they have left, okay? Arsenal at home, and Arsenal are horrible. Leicester City at home, and, and they're not bad. <coughs> and Aston Villa away. And even though of late Aston Villa's been in a bit of a, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, slump, I mean, they got whomped 3-1 by United at home, but then they did beat Everton 2-1 away at Goodison, but that's Villa away, right? They are always much seem to be much better away than they are maybe at home. But they still have Villa. So, yeah, they got Arsenal, and although Arsenal have won two in a row, it was against West Brom and Newcastle, so I'm not sure there's a whole lot to be said 
about that. Uh, it, Leicester City could cause them a problem. But look, I think they are going to get that spot in the Champions League. Uh, they can either make the top four, they can win the Champions League. And if you watch that preview match uh, in the Premier League, over the Premier League of uh, City-Chelsea, which will be the Champions League final they played last week, last weekend in the Premier League and Chelsea won. I'm not sure they're not going to win this. And you, you have to say, <laughs> you know, well done, Maria Posakova, whatever her name is, over there at Chelsea, the, the lady that actually runs the club uh, for Roman Abramovich, because uh, hiring a Thomas Tuchel was an absolute pure work of, of absolute substantiated genius. I don't know what else to say. So <clears throat> Chelsea will, will get it done, and uh, that's, that's a good thing for them. Leicester City. <clears throat> By the way, since Tuchel took over, they've won 10 out of 16 league, ga league games, made the final of the Champions League. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. What a great job Tuchel has done. Leicester City, they're currently in fourth, but their form has not been great. Two wins, two losses, and a draw in the last six. They've got Harvey Barnes, Johnny Evans, Justin, James Justin, Wes Morgan. They're all injured, and they have a really, really, really awful last three matches. They've got United away, Chelsea away and Tottenham at home and to be fair I'm not sure if they're going to pick up any points at all if you remember last season they were in the top four and then they kind of co totally crapped out with the last two or three games in the season they're going to try to avoid that but that they have a very they could not have a tougher run-in in their final matches and remember, this is a team that had that 4-2 home loss against Newcastle, but they do have the FA Cup final. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, is Brendan Rodgers, how's he going to focus this? How's he going <coughs> to, you know, how's he going to handle this? A and what happens if they lose to Chelsea in the FA Cup final? You know, you're just going to have to figure it out, right? going to be very very interesting to see so i'm not i'm not particularly optimistic by the way that leicester city will make it out of will make it into the top four so then that's going to ask is it west ham or is it liverpool well the hammers under david moyes have been absolutely terrific uh, but they have a lot of injuries uh masuaku mark noble um Ogbonna, declan rice they're all injured but they have a very easy run-in. They're playing Brighton away, West Brom away, and Southampton at home. They finished 16th last season. But if you look at what they did on Sunday, losing against Everton, and that's following losses to Newcastle and Chelsea, you're wondering just if they're going to be able to focus in on these last three matches. Do they have the bottle? Do they have the guts to do it? We shall see. Of course, let's talk about Liverpool. They've been on a roll. They haven't lost since the beginning of March. They put this sort of awful season behind them. A terrible title defense this season. Been very, very bad for Liverpool. But, you know, it's really been the story of all the injuries uh, that they've had. But they have a fairly tough run in. They've got United away at Old Trafford. Then they have West Brom. 
Burnley, and finally Crystal Palace at home. So I, I wouldn't say it, it's that hard of a of a run-in, but they, if they can win that United match, which is their game in hand, that will really put them in good stead. And it could be that Jurgen Klopp can get it together and they can get a run-in. And if they can get uh, 12 points off the last four matches, I think they might squeak in in that fourth spot. They've got to make up a six-point gap. And they are unbeaten in six games. With the game in hand, you always rather have the game in hand. So I, I think Liverpool uh, stand a, a decent chance. Let's look at Tottenham. Tottenham have been very inconsistent, very, very, very inconsistent, losing to Leeds over the weekend. Uh, and I actually think that was pretty much it. They have Wolves at home, they got West Brom at home, and they got Leicester away. Uh, the final game of the season. It could come down to that game, but I actually think it will be decided before then. And I don't think Tottenham Hotspur are going to make the top four. So right now, my prediction is obviously City, obviously United, obviously Chelsea going to get into the Champions League. It's going to be a tight race between West Ham and Liverpool. We are going to see who is going to blink first. I think Leicester City have an almost impossible task, even though they have, if Liverpool win the game in hand, they have a, a, a three-point uh, gap. I just think that run-in, that final three games for Leicester City, are really going to present them with a problem. So then the question is, is it West Ham or is it Liverpool? Well, if West Ham can stop dropping points to crappy teams, they could get Champions League football next year. I would say at this point it is 100% in their control what they do. And that's where you want to be. Liverpool, on the other hand, and Jurgen Klopp, they have got a mountain to climb, and they've got to hope that West Ham get some crap, cruddy results, which they may, may very well, by the way. I don't rule that out. So there you have it. But for some reason, I'm not loving Leicester City for the Champions League. I think they've had a terrific season, a great season. But once again, we come down to the same issue. Depth of squad is key. Depth of squad is key. When you're playing as many matches, particularly in this COVID-compressed cycle, you have to be able to rotate your squad. Even a team that had a massive squad, like Liverpool, suffered terribly with a couple of key injuries. I mean, Joe Gomez and Virgil van Dijk being injured has wrecked Liverpool's title defense for their season. There's no doubt about it. That was it. And that affected how they played going forward. And then, of course, having people like Diogo Jota injured didn't help. But we don't need to talk about Liverpool right now. Those are my predictions for the top four. I'm going to go out on a limb right now. I'm going to say it will be Liverpool will come out in fourth place. Yes, I'm a Liverpool fan. Yes, I'm wearing rose-colored glasses. Yes, I'm probably wrong. But I have to say it because they're my club. But it will be between West Ham and and Liverpool. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Send me a tweet at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Love to hear from you. I'm with each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. I got to go. I'll be right back after this. World Soccer Radio. Boom. Was Sheena really a punk rocker? I guess that's one for the ages, right? And who is Sheena? Does anybody really know? 
Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. This show we've talked about the constant belly aching of Man United supporters. We've talked about the top four. We've looked back at the week, uh, the matches over the weekend. It's been a absolutely rip roaring season. Shockers, surprises, teams you wouldn't expect it coming through. Other teams, we you know, we still have to do a whole another show on Arsenal and Mikel Arteta because I don't think he will be there next season. And I know Arsenal fans are hoping Stan Kroenke won't be either. But by the way, what a difference. I mean, Arsenal really do have a lousy owner in Stan Kroenke. Okay, financially, the, club's more, uh, the club is, has a lot less debt and has a stadium and all that. That's great. But, you know, money as a fan doesn't buy you trophies. Success on the pitch buys you trophies, right? Uh, and this should be a topic for a, for a whole other show because this really is the issue. And I, I, I'm suddenly I've just got a, a, a second wind. I don't mean literally. I mean verbally. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd love to talk about it. But we're out of time on the show. So we're going to have to do it later on in the week. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you as fans really want and expect from your club. Is it balance sheet or is it trophies? Yeah, ideally it would be both, right? But after what, uh, 120, 130 years, do you really think Man United's going to disappear? Do you really think Arsenal's going to disappear? Owners are just stewards of the clubs. We've got so much to talk about. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Hope you will join me. World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. Just a reminder, download the podcast. Go to our network, we Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network. Loads of great shows on there other than just mine and lots and lots and lots of soccer content for you. All right, till tomorrow, have an absolutely wonderful evening. Cheers, speak to you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.